this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Wednesday. On some date in November, I'll find out exactly what the date is. Oh, I'll find out later on. I'll, re- I'll Google it or something like that. It'll be fine. Uh, all my research team have just looked it up on... They've binged it. Huh? Uh, and apparently it's the 6th. Well done. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including... Well, you can buy all kinds of things uh, at Milton Keynes Market. You can get massive boxes of washing powder, cheap sweets, legal highs... Oh, sorry. Well, they're legal... So that means they must be safe, right? Well, we'll be talking to a man who claims his stepdaughter ended up in hospital after smoking something brought from one of its stalls. Hertfordshire Police will be making you safer. Well, actually, you'll be making you safer. Police Commissioner David Lloyd's planning to boost the thin blue line with volunteers. Fancy it? And Justin Dealey's been hanging around public toilets talking to strange men. But he's been holding his microphone in his hand, so that's got to be okay, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you could give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, Milton Keynes Market. The home of cheeky banter, mobile phone cases, e-cigarettes, legal highs. Legal highs? Well, they're legal, so they're not against the law, yet. And that means they must be safe, surely. Well, perhaps not. We can talk to uh, Adam Parton from Milton Keynes, who has personal experience on this. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Ian. Adam, you uh, got one of those phone calls that all parents dread, didn't you? What happened? Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, um, we were sat in the house uh, one afternoon, um, and we got a phone call from one of uh, Jasmine's friends. Now, Jasmine is, Jasmine is your daughter. Jasmine is my stepdaughter. She's 16. 16. Okay, right. Thank you. Um, and basically, it's, after college, Jasmine had gone up to a, a local meeting point at the city centre um, where one of her acquaintances, it's not a friend, but someone she knew, um, offered her a rolled-up cigarette. Um, so Jasmine said, yeah, okay, I'll have, I'll, I'll have one of those. Um, and after a couple of, I don't know what you'd call it, I suppose it would be uh, drags or pulls on it. Yeah. Um, the guy who handed it to her told her that she'd actually just smoked a legal high. Um, so Jasmine obviously said, okay, I don't want any more of that. Um, and it was shortly after that that the, the effects started to take hold of Jasmine. Um, she said she found it difficult to breathe. Um, she said she was experiencing kind of audio and visual hallucinations. She kind of described it as she had spiders crawling over her skin. Oh, dear. Uh, exactly. Um, she said her breathing went really shallow and she was kind of there but wasn't, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, her reaction actually prompted one of, her, one of her friends to actually call uh, 999 and get an ambulance out to come and take her to the hospital. Um, and so you're at home and, you, and, and uh, who phoned you up? It was actually the friend who called, who, who called the, the ambulance for Jasmine, called us up uh, and told us that, explained to us what happened. Yeah. Uh, and, and told her that she'd literally just been taken down to uh, t- down to the hospital. Um, I'm assuming you you, you uh, rushed down to the hospital. Yeah, we. Um, I went and picked up my uh, my partner Jasmine's mum from from work, um, and we we obviously r- r- like I say rushed down to the hospital. Um, and Jasmine was sat there in A and E, and she was well, I can only be described as she was sat there slouched in a chair like a drunk. Mm. Um, she was. We went over to her, tried speaking to her, and. She was incoherent. Um, she was very, very slow and lethargic. 
uh, and all the colour just drained out of her skin completely. What What did you? How long did it take her for her to recover, Adam? Um, it was about, I would say, about two, two and a half hours, maybe three hours. Okay. The effects of it to, to completely wear off. Yeah. And did you go? To, did you go to the the, the market and, and see what was going on? No, we 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 did. We spoke to Jasmine since since what happened, and and we weren't um, aware that these things were available to buy at the market. Mm. But Jasmine says that her kind of age group, it's it, it's common knowledge that you can go and buy these things things down the market. And have you spoken to the police about this, Adam? We did. We spoke to the police um, the afternoon that we were at the hospital. Um, we spoke to two police officers that were outside A&E. Um, we told them what had obviously happened with Jasmine that afternoon. Uh, and we said, as far as we're aware, it's part of a, a, a bigger problem of, of the social drug taking in, in the city centre at Milton Keynes. Um, they, did actually, they did actually assure us that they would go down that afternoon or that evening uh, and, and check it out. I suppose the problem is, Adam, being practical... If these drugs are legal, there's not a lot that can be can be done at the moment, is there? I think, yeah, that that that, that is the the problem, isn't it? They are they are legal. There's nothing stopping um, a, a market vendor from selling these things on his market stall, um, and and there doesn't seem to be any limitation on what age you can buy these things. Mm. Jasmine said that you know she knows of fifteen, sixteen year olds who who can go to the market stall and freely buy them. There's no questions asked. What, what would you like to see changed, Adam? What, what needs to be done, in your opinion? Oh, um, I think I think it's time for... There needs to be some consequences for these people who, who sell these legal highs. Um, I know they're legal to sell, but, I mean, God forbid, had, had Jasmine died, you know, whose who's blame does the doorstep... You know, who, whose blame does it lie at? You know, whose fault is it? Um, I, I think... The government need to kind of step in and, and kind of say, right, we're going to carry out some research on, on this drug, uh, on these drugs, different drugs, um, find out what what's going into them. Because it, it, surely it, it can't be healthy things that are going into these, these, these drugs if, if they're causing that kind of reaction in people. Adam, listen, uh, Jasmine's well and fine, is she now? She is now, fortunately. Yeah. Excellent stuff. I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for coming on. That's Adam talking about his stepdaughter, Jasmine. Who smoked, uh, well, who knows what she smoked. Um, something that was bought in Milton Keynes Market. Well, have you been down there? It's been a while since I've been to Milton Keynes Market. Have you been down there? Have you seen these legal highs? Maybe, maybe you partake in them. Could you give me a call if you do? I'm interested to find out why you do. They're not illegal. So if you do smoke them or drink them or snort them or whatever you do with them, then, uh, drop them, then you uh, shouldn't have a problem coming on to talk about it, should you? 08459 455 555. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ever taken a legal high? Was it fun? 08459 455 555. Was it? Or was it absolutely hideous? And do, should they be sold in places like Milton Keynes Market? It seems a little bit odd, doesn't it, that you could anyone can rock up and I'll have some of that, a little bit of that, and oh, let's have a couple of bags of that, shall we? For the weekend, 08459 455 555. Also this morning, we have uh, sent Justin Dealey out to stand in public toilets and uh, sidle up to men and chat to them. I know, I know, I say we made him, it was his idea. The reason is, well, it turns out we've got some excellent public toilets in the three counties uh, area. I'm going to ask the question, I'm going to ask the question, what's your favourite public toilet? 
08459 455 555 is the telephone number. 525,600 <laughs> Oh dear. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, you may remember a while back the NHS was talking about a plan that sounded rather swish. It was called Healthier Together. The promise was that health services across Bedfordshire, Milton Keynes and Northampton would be reorganised to suit you better, meaning that you'd be able to get the care you need, perhaps not in hospital, but in the community or even in your own home. Oh, and it might involve downgrading your local hospital, something health executives were keen to play down, but it did cause a huge political stink. Well, after two, uh, spending £2 million looking into it, they've decided it's not the way to go, and now they're poised to launch another review. Well, our reporter, Tony Fisher, joins me in the studio. Tony, you've been looking at this. What do we know about the scrapping of this Healthier Together review? Uh, well, Ian, uh, little reported, certainly not by us. Um, the programme ran for a year before it finished in March. It believed it came too much of a hot potato during the Corby by-election when Louise Mench, who you remember, gave up her seat. And now 200 clinicians in six different working groups developed proposals which were never published, never saw the light of day, critic, which critics feared would involve the downgrading, as you pointed to, of Bedford Hospital and Kettering Hospital. Uh, by the same token, services would be centred around hospitals in Milton Keynes, Northampton and Luton. Now, uh, last night there was a scrutiny committee, mm. joint scrutiny committee meeting involving councillors from both Bedfordshire, Bedford, Central Beds Council and Bedford Borough. Councillor Louise King sits on that council uh, and I spoke to her last night. We've got the knowledge obviously of, of, of a large amount of money that was spent on Healthier Together. That was 2.2 million that has effectively been kicked into the long grass. Um, we've seen the paediatric services review which may or may not continue depending on what happens tomorrow. We don't know how much that cost us yet. And uh, now, potentially, we're looking at another much wider review, um, the cost of which is unknown. But I am concerned about these ongoing costs that, that are being accrued with reviews that seem to go nowhere. So what does Healthier Together say? Well, Ian, uh, in a letter written by Dr Paul Hassan, who was the senior responsible officer for Healthier Together, two interested parties back in March this year, he spoke about the programme finishing, but he didn't explain why. Basically, he says it'll now be taken for by the local clinical commissioning groups. Um, so in the three counties, that involves uh, Milton Keynes and Bedfordshire. Now, in that letter, he says, and I quote, CCGs recognise that the status quo is not sustainable clinically or financially and remain absolutely committed to taking the work of Healthier Together forward. Um, more clinicians, even more clinicians at a local level, will be engaged in addition to those who have been involved. There will be continue to be strong commitment to, commitment to patient and public engagements in this process. Now, I asked for a statement from Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group, who are taking this uh, this project on. Mm. They say Healthier Together produced some valuable analysis of regional healthcare, but when we took over the commissioning role of the, for the primary from the Primary Care Trust, we realised the programme overall could not deliver for people in Bedfordshire. Any future review must involve genuine discussion with local people. So, quite a damning statement there yeah. of Healthier Together, and that was reflected in the meeting that I went to last night, where they said the presentation was much better than they'd ever had from healthier together and today there's a meeting lots of meetings a, a meeting today to discuss a yeah. consultation into the review of health services across bedfordshire yeah. it, it, it gets confusing so uh, there are more reviews coming up basically as we know there were concerns raised earlier about the supervision of training of young 
doctors at the paediatric department of Bedford Hospital. Uh, this led to the General Medical Council and Health Education England withdrawing junior doctors from paediatrics. Uh, as a result, Bedford Hospital has been unable to run key children's services, including A&E and inpatients. So... Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group responded. They've launched. They launched a consultation. That's now finished. They reported back uh, to the scrutiny committee last night. Pointed to one or two areas like uh, value for money more care in the community, that sort of thing. That's one review. Now, uh, a wider review of healthcare services, not just paediatrics, is being discussed today. Um, this follows the, the CQC report, which showed failings elsewhere in Bedford Hospital. Um, we know Bedford Hospital's finances are under serious mm. pressure, and that meeting is taking place at the Bedford Corn Exchange. So that's a review into health services across Bedfordshire, following on from the review of paediatric services. You still with me? There's also just another review... Okay. Okay. involving three national NHS bodies, faceless bodies, NHS England, Monitor, Trust Development Agency, about its concerns, and this review will also include paediatric services and also possibly a possible merger between Bedford Hospital and Milton Keynes Hospital. But how the BC's, the Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group review fits into this won't become clear until later today. They love their reviews. Lots and lots of reviews, lots of money being spent. Um, healthier together. More like healthier untogether. I see what you did there, and I like it. Thank you, Tony Fisher. 08459 455 555. What's your favourite public toilet? Um, you got one? I'm not, sorry to put you I, on the I spot. I don't have one, but I, I did go to one in Milton Keynes once when it was just being launched. It was very exciting. It was in Stony Stratford, and I was sent as a young cub reporter to yep. go and flush the loo in this brand new facility. Wow. It was very exciting. Good, good flushing. It, it's actually just around the corner from where they filmed a scene of Withnail and I. 08459 455 555. We're talking toilets this morning. I know. Don't be rude. Jen of Houghton Regis says, Unfortunately, Dunstable Town Centre is devoid of public toilets. But if you're caught short, I can recommend the Costa Coffee Shop. You can sneak in there even if you're not having a coffee. Now, here's a problem, Jen. Here's a problem I have. I hate sneaking into places to use their toilets. I find it really difficult. And what I do is I have to pick somewhere... I did it the other day. Where did I go... Um, the other day, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, what I do is I have my mobile phone. I pretend I'm trying to find my friend in there. So I go, Steve, it's always Steve. Well, I don't speak to Steve anymore. For what, I don't know, maybe he found out I was using him to use toilets. I don't know. Steve, yeah, I'm just coming in now. Whereabouts? You're, you're at the back. Okay, well, I, too, I, listen, I'll do it really loudly so I can be heard by the stuff. Yeah, okay, I'm just going to, yeah, I'll just go to the loo, mate, and then I'll, I'll come out and find you. All right. Yeah, I'm just going now. Okay. Uh-huh. Bye. And I'll do that. I, I, could, n- I could never, I could never walk into a pub and use their toilet. Couldn't, with it, oh, I couldn't do that at all. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio at 6.33. This this part of the show, I'm quite often joined by Justin Daly. Good morning. OK. Uh, and Catherine Boyle, good morning. And hi. You worked. Uh, if you'll have a, give us a call and join in, you're more than welcome to. In the next 15 minutes, we'll be talking public toilets. And we'll be talking, well, we're having a look at the newspapers. Do feel free to chip in. 08459 455 555. Morning! It's in Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
I read an interesting book. I read half of an interesting book about Paul McCartney. You've got that book as well, Catherine. Yeah, I've not started on it yet. I started at about page two hundred and six after the. I know the Beatles story. I don't. Need to, I don't know. I don't know the Wings and the Paul McCartney solo years stories. It's good. But it's all right. Is he good? It's okay. It's a big book. Before I start, is it worth it? It's an easy read. Is it? It's an easy. Is it easier read. than the Bee Gees? Because I haven't cracked that one yet. How far have you got into that Bee Gees book? Not, not very. You've had that three months. It feels like written by someone who really loves the Bee Gees. No, he hates them. Well, he talks about there was a momentous moment where a record cracked and uh, Barry was holding it, and that's when they realised, hey, we can do our own get, tunes. Get to the, have you got to the bit where they go to England? No. Skip to about page eighty. Right. S- jump in at page eighty. It feels wrong to do that. No, I know what you mean. I've got, I've got past that though recently. Another thing I can't do is I can't write in books. Oh. Can't write him, but it really upsets me. It really upsets me. It hurts my soul when my children start writing. Don't write in a book. It's special. I know. It's precious. Don't rip it. No, it's a book. Um, Justin Dealey is uh, here now. Morning, Just. Morning, boss. Now, you um, came rushing around the office yesterday full of excitement. Emails are flying out, texts, mm. phone calls. I want to go and stand in public toilets and talk to men. Well, yes, because I was tipped off by our news hound, Simon Oxley, about a very special award that's been awarded to Dunstable Town Council. They are celebrating him. Go because, on, tell, uh, us what, tell us why. Because at Ashton Square, the public toilets there, in the Lou of the Year 2013 awards, yeah. they have been awarded a platinum rating. That is for exceptionally good public toilets. And let's be honest, well, Ian, not too many of those about. That is that is wonderful, wonderful mm. news. Platinum is, is one better than gold. Mm. Yes, not exactly. quite diamond, though. <laughs> well, you've been speaking to uh, to people about toilets in toilets. Yes, is it uh, in this actual toilet? Well, 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 yes, it was. It was uh, rather strange. You are going to hear from the public a bit later on, but uh, I have been to the toilets in Ashton Square in Dunstable. I did a little tour, which was very very exciting. Here's what happened. Well, this is the moment of truth. I've uh, just walked into the public toilets. On my left-hand side, there is a sign which reads Ashton Square Public Toilets. These toilets are provided by Dunstable Town Council, committed to providing quality public facilities. That is a good start. Right, here we are inside. It's, it's fairly big. On my left-hand side, we have one, two, three, four cubicles. I'm going to take a step inside one right now. Pretty clean. Here's the flush. That's a good, strong flush. As for the toilet paper, oh, that's pretty soft. Pretty soft for a public toilet. Going to move around to the right-hand side. And now in the urinal section, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine urinals. Again, all pretty clean. Uh, doesn't smell in here either. And lastly, into the sink section, four sinks, two mirrors. Got their clean as well. And uh, here's the dryer. Looks like it's seen better days, but it works and it's warm as well. And that completes the tour of this toilet, which I'll probably say is a pretty good public toilet as far as they go. I would definitely recommend this. I would definitely come back. Has it got a visitor's book? No, it hasn't, unfortunately, no. Jeff says, hasn't it, Jeff? That's right. Good morning. Good morning. Tell me more. Uh, there's a wonderful toilet, I bet that's platinum as well, in Gunwolf Keys Shopping Centre in Portsmouth. Oh. As you'd expect for a naval town, it's absolutely immaculate. All the brasswork is polished. Um, it really is wonderful. Flowers on the table, always manned. And they have a visitor's book because they're so proud of their toilet. Bit of a commute, though, if you're caught short, isn't it, Jeff? <laughs> no, it's all right for people down there. If you go down there, I mean, it's a lovely, lovely place to go. It is just 
unbelievably good. You wouldn't have a visitor's book unless you were rather proud of Jeff, it. Jeff, did you write in the visitor's book or look at the other things other people had written? Well, of course I wrote in the visitor's book. What did book. you write, sir? <laughs> I can't remember now. It's oh. a year or two ago. But oh, okay. I probably wrote something very complimentary, because you would. You'd want to. Somebody who's so proud of something like a toilet. And we've all seen toilets. And we've all seen man toilets where people don't really care much. And here's a couple running a toilet, everything highly polished, spotless, flowers. It's just a joy. Did they offer you a spritz or something as you left? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Would you want one? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, listen, thank you very much indeed. Can we find a toilet better than that? I don't like the toilets in clubs and things when there is a gentleman in there. There's a lot of pressure. I can dry my own hands. And also, now's not the time for a lollipop. <laughs> Catherine, you've been looking at the papers. What you got? I have. There's loads. I mean, the Times today, I have the quality press. Uh, hospitals fall to bursting. Elderly drive record admissions as row escalates over N- oh, sorry, NHS redundancies. There's a horrible story about a poor four-year-old girl who's been uh, killed by the family oh. dog. It's a massive... It's one of these um, French mastiffs. She's a tiny little blonde thing. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Four-year-old girl died in hospital yesterday after being attacked by the family's pet dog. We've done this before, but honestly, if you've got a big dog like that and a child, then shame on you. Shame on you. Oh, my dog would never hurt anybody. Oh, the kids climb all over my dog. Shame on you. You have no idea what that dog... I bet this family said the same thing. Oh, our dog would never do anything. You have no idea. You can never be 100% sure. It's what else are you saying? a powerful animal. Um, we also Thank you. have... Um, oh, the, you're talking about that. <laughs> Australian drew another defeat over Iconic Art. I don't know what that's supposed to be, but they want it and they're not oh, having it's it. It's a picture of a kangaroo. Yeah, but it looks like it's looked like someone drew a pear and then stuck a head on the end. But this one is what caught my eye. Go on. Throw out your Barry White LP and that plate of oysters. Ooh. The best way to boost your libido is to eat carrots. Oh, I had a bag Heads, full of... Heads, rabbits. <laughs> I had a bag full of carrots at the weekend. Nothing happened. Really? Yeah, nothing happened. Combine it with figs and oily fish and you're Ooh, hot to trot, apparently. Dear. While fine wine and chocolates may get you and your loved one in the mood, a mix of alcohol and fat will slow the flow of blood to your vital organs. Uh, so mm. you've got to throw those out and eat carrots instead. Hey, the front page of The Sun, they've actually got a, a good front page. Uh, you got, you've been to a fancy dress. You went to a fancy dress party recently for yeah, Halloween, didn't you? I'm off the instigator. Fancy dress Who did you go as? Um, I went as Lily Munster. Mm. You didn't consider going as the Twin Towers? Heck no. Well, these two girls have. Uh, two 19-year-old girls, Amber Langford and Annie Collinge, uh, they're British, but they went to a, a nightclub fancy dress contest in America as the Twin Towers. They're wearing huge cardboard bodies with flames bursting out of them. They won the competition. One of their dads is a pilot. And he said, uh, he, what, what, he said, um, he used a very interesting phrase, I'll be having a little chat later. Ooh. Unbelievable. When you said they were British, I thought, okay, over here. You would not do that in America. No. You, 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 got time, you got time for one more if you've got anything, Catherine Boyle? Uh, Rizzle Kicks, you aware of their work? They're a popular beat combo. Okay. They annoyed Huey. Did you see the uh, thing that's going around uh, Twitter and Facebook at the moment? Huey from uh, the Fun Loving Criminals. Oh, okay, this is on the buzz. enjoy their fun. <laughs> what, what, what happened? He got the hump, oh. smashed his mug. Oh. He got very testy. I don't know what was... what. I don't know what was eating him, frankly. Yeah. He, he didn't really get idea. the game. No. And then he walked out afterwards. Oh, dear. Phil Jupiter looked rather embarrassed for him. He would have done. 
Catherine, thank you very much. 08459 four double five five double five. if you want to have your say on any of those things or anything else. It's a quarter to seven. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. No, no, listen, no, 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 no. We're presented with two really bad songs there. I'm, I'm not playing the new Elton John song. I'm certainly not playing Eliza Doolittle, for goodness sakes. Kelly Betts, find me something better. I'm not playing Eliza I'm Doolittle. I'm doing it right now. Something, what, something good. Quick, wait. There's no rush. Uh, no, uh, quick, uh, There's no rush. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Oh, this pressure. Is so, See, this is the, the, this the pressure. So, uh, um, oh, oh, gosh. Have you found uh, anything yet? Um, uh, yes. You have to press stop. Okay, let's oh. see. Let's see what she's chosen. Oh, that's much better. Well done. Thanks. It was worth the on-air panic. Thank you, Kelly Betts. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Hertfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner, David Lloyd, wants to start a Citizens Police Academy. <clears throat> it would teach residents how and when to intervene in crime situations and offer short, sharp training sessions that would give people the skills to keep themselves and their neighbours safe. It's part of David Lloyd's volunteer strategy, which launches today. Well, Neil Alston is from the Hearts Police Federation, representing rank and file officers. Morning, Neil. David Lloyd wants to get more of the public involved in how the police is, is run. Is, is that a good or bad idea? Uh, morning, Ian. Um, I, th- I think the, the broad theme is, is in line exactly with what Mr Lloyd has taken the role of the PCC to do, which is to have a wider remit than the old police authorities. He wants to uh, help the public understand what the police do uh, and help them to help themselves, because we all have a part in, uh, in making our communities safer, uh, and we support it from that point of view. I do think it's a bit unfortunate. You've, you've raised the, the name, I think, is a bit unfortunate, and uh, Commissioner Lloyd is uncomfortably close to Commissioner Lassard but uh, <laughs> apart from that um, I think it's probably uh, something we would welcome uh, we've, we've yet to see the full uh, layout of it but uh, I think uh, the important thing is everybody has a role to play in keeping our community safer Isn't it just policing on the cheap though Neil? Uh, I, I really really hope not I don't expect it to be um, the, the police have a, a vital job to do um, we have limited resources um, but I, I think essential services will still be provided by the police. This is much more about, as I understand it, um, educating the community into what the police do and how they can uh, play their part, because I think uh, society has changed over the years uh, and I think in the past people uh, were involved with their communities and communities perhaps were a bit safer because people were prepared to intervene appropriately. Uh, It's not about have-a-go heroes. Um, It is entirely about people understanding, well, let's all make our society safer. Let's go through some of the things he's proposing and, and, and see what you think. I mean, one of the things is teaching the public how and when to intervene in crimes. At first glance, Neil, that, that feels a little bit dangerous and uh, almost vigilantism. Is that a good idea? I, I think it depends what's taught, of course. Uh, the devil, as always, is in the detail. But I think the, the when is a very important aspect. Obviously, um, uh, when someone intervenes or, or to what extent uh, I think it's useful that people understand A, the law uh, and B, uh, what they can do and most of the time obviously it's, it's going to be about being a good witness making sure they record things um, and, and making sure things are brought to the attention of the police uh, there are occasions when people can just a word m- may help um, it, it's about people understanding uh, and being feeling supported by their police um, and understanding what's appropriate and what's not he wants more uh, special constables 
Special constables are great as long as they are doing the things that we'd like to do but can't, as opposed to doing the things that we must do. Uh, we have to be resourced to carry out the, the role that we must do. Um, but if special constables augment the service, uh, that's great. Um, but we don't want special constables replacing. Well, as I say, this, this, this must be a worry for, for you because you've already lost something like 400 staff. By having more volunteers, I. I it, there is a chance that you might lose more jobs. Is that a concern? Uh, that's what we in the Federation will be pushing against. But I, I think uh, Mr Lloyd's being a proper PCC uh, in that he's, uh, he's trying to... He's widened the remit of um, the PCC to, to involve other agencies and, and the community, which we would support. Uh, yes, we need to, to retain ourselves. And to be honest, it might be that the, as the public get involved and, and see um, uh, what police do day in, day out, they might recognise uh, how poorly resourced we are. Mm. Uh, Neil, listen, we'll follow this uh, story closely. I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, that's uh, Neil Alston, who is uh, the uh, from the Hearts Police Federation. Well, we'll be speaking to David Lloyd later on in the show. What do you think? Would you like to be trained up to be part of this Citizens Police Academy? It is a bad name. You can't, you can't call it that, Mr Lloyd. Um, 08459 Do we need to take more of a responsibility in society to stop and prevent things that are happening? Or is it down to the police? 08459 555 is the telephone number. Would you wade in if you saw something going on? I'm, it, it depends. It depends what it was. I'm not sure, really. It's a tough one, isn't it? Also, where's the best public toilet in, in uh, beds, hearts and bucks? I know, I know, we're staying very close to Partridge territory, but I think we can just get away with it. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR, or you can send me an email, ian.lee, I-A-I-N, I spell it the correct way, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Red. I've got a bit of a dry throat, nothing a cup of tea. Wouldn't sort out, though. So, hopefully, there'll be one on its way very, very soon. Lots coming up in the next couple of hours of the show, including Milton Keynes Market. Well, we know it's a great place to go. You can get cheap sweets, massive boxes of washing powder, and legal highs. What? Yes. Well, they're legal, so that means they must be okay, right? I'll be speaking to someone who indulged in these legal highs in just a few minutes. Hertfordshire Police will be making you safer. Well, actually, you'll be making you safer. Police Commissioner David Lloyd's planning to boost the thin blue line with volunteers. So, do you fancy it? Would you have a go? And Justin Dealey has been hanging around public toilets talking to strange men. But this time, he's had a microphone with him. What's the best public toilet you've ever been to? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR or give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You can buy all sorts of things at Milton Keynes Market these days. Cut price jeans, bumper bags of crisps, those hats that look like roadkill, and legal highs. Well, earlier on, we spoke to uh, a local gentleman whose stepdaughter was hospitalised after smoking one such substance. She and her friends thought that because it was legal, it would be safe. Well, the police say the only reason many of these drugs haven't been banned is because new ones are being invented all the time and they just can't keep up. 
Well, they eventually caught up with Methadrone, but it was too late for my next guest. Uh, it's Jack from Hertfordshire. Jack, it's not your real name. Uh, I can understand why you'd not want to use that. What? When did you first come across Methadrone? Um, I come across it um, on the internet um, years ago, about five years ago. Um, and how did you come across it, Jack? Were, I mean, were you Googling legal highs? You don't just stumble across something like that, do you? Um, no, I got introduced it, um, by a friend. Right. Right. And so uh, you, 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 you ordered some offline, because it was legal then? Um, yeah, I was ordering it offline when it was legal, um, using card, because that's the payment you had to use. And what, um, I, I don't know methadrone particularly, what, how, how do you ingest it, what did you do with it, and what did it do to you? Um, years ago I was sniffing it, and um, I was sniffing it for about three years, and um, it was like amphetamine-based. Okay. Like legal high, which is like ecstasy, cocaine, um, and amphetamine. So it makes you, it makes you feel a little bit animated, a bit chatty, and, and uh, I would imagine it makes you feel quite good about yourself. Yeah, like a party, like party dog guy if you're going out clubbing. Yeah. So. And did it have any kind of negative side effects when you first started? Um, at first, for like the first year and that, it, there wasn't really no side effects really. Yeah. Um, except from like the clucking, well, you wanted more and more. Right. So the clucking is um, when you kind of run out of it. Yeah. And you, you, you want a bit more. Yep. Uh, and how much was it costing you? You know, how much did you spend in total on this? Um, I've spent thousands of pounds from, like, my mum's money, my nan's money, and, and my own money. Like, even I've, I've sold items in the past. This was years ago. I sold, like, birthday presents and that to be able to get it. Mm. Um... I've, like, robbed people on the street for money, um, done things that I'm not proud of, like, to be able to get the drug. So you, you were completely addicted to it? Um, I, I wouldn't say I was addicted at first, but, um, after, like, a year of using, like, um, me and my group of friends, there was, um, a guy that I was quite close to back then as well, he was badly addicted to it with me, because mm. we used to do it together a lot. Yeah. And, um, like, both of us had, like, cut our arms and, you know, from not having it, like, clucking so bad that we've tried killing ourselves in the past. Hang on a second. Uh, so you, you, so you, why, when you couldn't get it, you were cutting your arms. Why, why were you doing that? Because, um, back then the buzz was like, I don't know, when you were coming down... You felt so shit. You felt so ill. Just, just, just steady. Hang on a second, Jack. Just watch your language a little bit. I know you're you're telling a story. It's a category B, dear listener. But I'll show, and apologies to anyone offended. But I'm sure you'll understand uh, that you know that Jack is telling us his story. So thank you, Jack. Just just mind yourself. So you felt terrible, and you start cutting yourself to uh, what relieve the pain? Um, no, like you didn't actually want to be alive. Right. But it was so strong. Like when you were on the buzz. The buzz was so strong when you come off it, you felt so shit. Listen, double yellow card. One more, and I'm going to have to let you go. Just, just watch your language a little bit because we've got young ears oh, listening. Sorry, this one. Yeah, That's no. all right. Don't worry. But we've got young ears listening. Oh, okay, sorry. How did you? How did you get off it? Um, I've well, I've, I've been on it for over five years. Yeah. Um, and recently, I've started to come off it, um, which is very hard. Yep. Um, like I'm having to be prescribed like tablets from the doctor. Um, yeah, I have fits 
and then I have something called um, Fright Terrors, or I think that is what it's called, where you just um, you can't move when you're sleeping, hmm. and it's like terrible, and the pain the pain that you go through, like mentally, and what your family go through. So, are you still it. taking it, Jack? Um, well, the last time I've taken some was I think three weeks ago. Okay. And uh, that's, that's, that's coming from taking it every day. Okay. If you know what I mean. Ha- and who are you getting support from? Um, family and then um, a place in Luton called Walk to Freedom. Right, okay. Which, like, that's, it's really good because he's actually been a drug addict and, like, he understands what you're going through, if you know what I mean. Yeah. As, like, other places I've been before in the past, they're like, I know how you feel when they don't because they haven't experienced and have you tried no. have you tried things like uh, narcotics anonymous or anything like that um what do you mean by that like other drugs well no no it's not, it's not another drug it's 12 step meetings you, there are lots of meetings around where you can go and sit with other addicts and talk to them and share your you know your stories and things um yeah i've, t- I've tried things like um, yeah? that and i am attending one at the moment okay we have walked to freedom okay but yeah, I've been clean for like three weeks, but it's very hard. Of course like, it's yeah, hard. It's, it is very yeah. tough. Jack, listen, I appreciate your story this morning. Keep on keeping on, and uh, you'll get there eventually. That's Jack. Again, apologies to anyone uh, who was offended by any uh, language that may have slipped out there. Jack was uh, telling his story uh, from his heart, so I can uh, I can understand that. But uh, I know we have young ears listening, so apologies for that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, on a completely uh, different subject, John's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, John. Good morning, Ian. John, what, what can I do for you? You're not going to swear this morning, are you? Uh, I'm not, sir. Uh, I'm not. No, no. Excellent stuff. OK, yeah. so I'll have to ban you. Now, uh, uh, John, what have you called in about? Uh, well, you, uh, you previously sent me the cover version of... Um, the uh, Chazen, the new Chaz and Dave. Oh, the new the new Chaz and Dave song, which is a great record. Yeah. That's what happens <laughs> when two worlds collide. <laughs> that one. Yeah, we no, sent you the uh, single, didn't we? I've already thanked you for, uh, for that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, the complete CD is now being released. Oh. Uh, I bought that uh, during during the week. And it is absolutely first class. You've bought their really? brand new album because we sent you the, the, the single. That's fantastic. You've sent it, me the single. Is it good? It is. The, the new album is fantastic. Um, it's sort of country western type theme. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And it's great stuff. Oh, well, uh, John, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm pleased that it made you to uh, kind of go out and uh, buy. Have you got the album there with you? I have, and I've put it, uh, it's, it's ready to go, and I've put on what I think is probably, well, it, not the best track, or it certainly appeals to me, and here we go. It's exciting, isn't it? It's like, like being on the radio. Oh, hang on. Have you started it, John? I think here we go. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, blimey. Hang on. Press play. Right, okay. Sounds like he's using our studio equipment. Oh, hmm. What, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, bear oh, with me. Hang on a second. All right, no worries. It's fine. <clears throat> BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Johnny Milton Keynes. Working in for so, somebody. He must be my uh, my player. What have you what have, what have you done, John? I, can you bear with me? Well, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. No, in a rush. <clears throat> This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. First for news. We're waiting for John and Milton Keynes to play us a track from the new Chaz and Dave album. I finish at nine o'clock this morning, John. John? He's gone. Ian, it's not working. I'll have to ring you on another day. John, disappointing for everybody involved, but we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Okay. Hope you fix your CD player. Wow. <clears throat> local and indeed not so vocal. <laughs> I would say there. Thank you, John. Well, that's disappointing in, if, for many reasons. 08459 455 555. What have you got that doesn't work when you want it to work? There's, there's the phone in for the rest of the show. What have you got? It's the thing, isn't it? The technicals. Never, never involve technicals in a show because they, they just won't work. Technicals, children and, uh, and dogs. They just don't work. Uh, on the subject of toilets, the worst public toilet I've been is the one in Wardown Park opposite Pope's Meadow. Meadow. It was dreadful, said David in Marsh Farm. Good and bad toilets. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, Scott is uh, tweeting me. Uh, <laughs> he's just tweeted me. Um, I what, what did he say? I was in the Ritz toilets yesterday. I would call in, but the Ritz isn't in beds, hearts and bucks, which is a shame. Well, I've said no, no, call in, call in, and he's replied, I can't call in. I'm worried I might swear on air as well. So he's not. But he does say that they had solid silver tissue boxes that were just loose in the toilets. You could have nicked them. <laughs> wow, there you go. Thank you very much for that. It's a quarter past seven. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Legal highs being available in Milton Keynes Market. We spoke to a gentleman earlier on who'd uh, become uh, addicted. Um, uh, Nick has texted him. What kind of mate is it that introduces you to taking any substance that isn't medically prescribed? Your guest sounded like it had messed up his brain. The way he spoke should be a warning. It's not clever using any drug that isn't approved by your GP. Well, lots of people do do it, no, Nick. Well, well, clever, clever or not, lots of people do do it, and lots of people um, find solace and comfort in it. But uh, I think the thing here this morning is that these, these drugs are available to buy Milton Keynes Market. It seems a bit slow, doesn't it? A market stall. You go and buy your big um, bar of honeycomb, or your cheap chocolates, or your, your pet treats, and, uh, oh, let, let's get some legal highs at the same time. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, do you remember Healthier Together? It's a phrase that's been mentioned on this station a few times. NHS bosses were looking to reorganise services across Bedfordshire, Milton Keynes and Northamptonshire with the promise of treating more people at home or in the community. Oh, yeah, and downgrading some hospitals. Well, they've ditched those plans after a review, which we've discovered cost more than £2 million. And now it seems they're about to launch a new one, this time focusing on Bedfordshire alone. Well, Dave Hodgson is the Mayor of Bedford, joins me now. Morning, Dave. Morning. You, you have grave concerns about the cost of this review, don't you? Well, and we've also just had a paediatrics review, which we don't know that's been... It, we're, we're told um, that today's meeting of the commissioners will be actually cancelled halfway through. How much does that cost? We've got two reviews going on in the hospital, which we haven't seen the outcome of yet. Um, and all these are actually costing money that could go on patient care. It does seem to be incredible amounts of money spent on reviews. Why, why are we getting it so wrong? I don't know. I mean, if you look at the, the paperwork um, for the commissioners' meeting today, the case for change is five sentences. 
um, and really they don't actually address the key issues, which is, you know, what is the problem? What's the problem that the review is addressing, the new one they're looking at? And what's the terms of reference? So people actually don't know what the terms of reference the review is. I just wish all of the NHS, and I'm amazed by the different bits of the NHS. You know, I used to think it's just a one body, and it's a huge number. And I just wish they would do all commit to fighting uh, for the residents of Bedford and for Bedford Hospital and the healthcare in Bedford. Uh, I've got a quote here. CCGs recognise that the status quo is not sustainable clinically or financially and remain absolutely committed to taking the work of Healthier Together forward. Which I've been saying, and and you've been saying in your programme for for a long time, and we know that two hospitals were to be downgraded uh, massively in the the Healthier Together uh, programme with no uh, full A&E and no networked A&E is what they call it, and no full maternity. And it was very clear in some of the... um, the uh, health press that the two hospitals look at to downgrade with Bedford and Kettering. Not acceptable. Are you still convinced that the services at Bedford will be downgraded? No, I think it's, it's up to the public, us to stand up and say, look, we want all of the health service providers in, in the borough, in the Bedfordshire, to actually commit to having these services. I've talked to an awful lot of doctors recently, and there are plenty of models out there that will deliver services. There has to be changes. We know that uh, Moorfields have a, a clinic at Bedford Hospital. We know that if you have a, a heart problem off you at the Papworth, and that's all, you know, that's the kind of stuff we expect. Um, and we don't, those, those kind of changes, yes, we're going to happen. But the A&E, the full A&E, the paediatric service, you know, it's just wrong for families that if you're young, uh, son or daughter are ill, you're going to have to trek across to, to Milton Keynes or to Luton and Dunstable or across to Cambridge. Uh, that can't be good for families. And the whole tenure of the debate is actually putting people uh, very, very nervous about what's happened to Bedford Hospital. And there are some excellent services in Bedford Hospital. I, I get very, very fed up with people continuing saying, you know, it's totally at risk. Last uh, a fortnight ago, uh, in the paper CQC, the, the, um, uh, the Care Quality Care Commission uh, reviewed and published uh, the riskiness of hospitals. And in the South East Midlands, uh, Bedford Hospital was the least risky of all those hospitals. Dave, I appreciate your time this morning. It's Dave Hodgson, the Mayor of Bedford. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, you were listening, ooh, about ten minutes ago, you would have probably had a knot in your stomach as we dealt with the thorny, uh, painful issue, not of legal highs, but of Johnny Milton Keynes trying to play a Chaz and Dave song on the radio. It was uncomfortable, it was awkward, and I think we all died a little bit inside. Well, John is back on the line. He joins me now. John, have you recovered from the earlier incident? Yeah, I think uh, I am just about ready to go now. Oh, oh we're going to have another go. We're going to have another go. OK, so let's just set the scene for those that have just tuned in. This is from... Oh. This is a track from the new Chaz and Dave album. And go to a public loo. Oh, I don't know. Cock me bad boys. Oh, don't. My darling's gone. Oh, oh, oh. Is he going to play the whole song? John! 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 
Sorry, Kelly. Well, I don't think we can let him play a whole song like this. I think there is some law about this. And also, let's be honest, why would we want him to? Quality's awful. Catherine, I don't know what to do. John! 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 Can't hear you over the din. It's not a din, it's a good song, all right? It's loud, though. It is very... But his neighbours are loving it. Yeah, I, in some ways I wish he'd not been able to get the CD player to work. It's the instrumental break. John! 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 Do you think he's doing a dance? <laughs> he's doing a jig. John! Oh, for goodness. I, I mean, what, why would anyone... He's left the phone by the speaker then and gone off. Well, maybe he's collapsed. This is why we've got to wait till the end. If, if the next track comes on, we're going to call 999 yeah, and send them round. You listen to BBC Three Counties Radio. I can only apologise. You wouldn't get this on heart. We've got nothing else, though. No, we have got nothing else, so we might as well... That's um... not strictly true. Oh. We've got Stephen Bletchley. Shall I get him? Put Stephen Bletchley on. He can shout at John. John! 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 Oh, for goodness sakes. Why would anyone think this was a good idea? If we thought this was a good idea, we would have discussed this in programme meetings. John! Is it actually a song? Um, it's a, yes. Hang on a second, here we go. John! Steve, can you shout at John? <coughs> Steve! Hello! Can you shout at John? <laughs> Go on! John! John! Sort your life out! <laughs> John! Be yourself! Hang on a second, here he comes, here he comes, here he comes. Here he comes. J- John! Well, how's about that? Then? How's about that then, pot pickers? Steve's on the line. Steve, what did you make of that? Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. <laughs> Mate, hang, hang on a second. Stay there. We've got we've got another caller who wants to uh, to, to come on. I'm, I'm thinking maybe. Are you free about this time every day, John? Uh, yeah, more or less. We could we could make this our album of the week. Dave's in Luton. Dave, you want to speak to John? Yeah, John. Where are you? Yeah, hello, hello, Dave. Right, mate. That was a, that was a nice piece of sound, mate. Yeah, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's uh, probably the. Uh, I mean, they're all good tracks, but uh, that, it, that's it, that, that's my favourite, quite honestly. Yeah. Have you ever met them? No, I haven't. You no. want to meet them, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have. Very good people. Oh, down right. to earth. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, down to earth. Uh, you know, not like a person that bars me from the radio all the time. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the yeah. fella that's banned, aren't you, Dave? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, John, I appreciate that. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, OK. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to hear the rest of it at some time... Yeah. Steve's on the line. Steve, you, you had a sensible point. Thank you for your help there. Do I? Steve makes a change. <laughs> Hello? Yes. Got what? Did, well, what did you call him for? Uh, you've not been on these. You've not been on these legal highs, have you? Okay, the way life goes, I wouldn't mind being on a couple. <laughs> oh dearie, dearie! What do you reckon to him being sold in Milton Keynes Market? Um, the thing is, what gets what I can't never work out is all these banned drugs. No drugs, because you anything you take that that's not natural is not going to be good. But if people want to take it and it's controlled and it don't interfere with their lives, look at alcohol. Alcohol is supposed to be one of the worst ones, and yet you can buy that till the cows come home, can't you? Yeah. Shops in the morning, shops at night, go to the pub, get mullered. You know, everyone thinks it's a good bit of fun and laugh, but you can't take a bit of cannabis because, you know, it makes you high. What's the difference? I mean, le- you know... Well, like one's a, one's a drink and one, one you smoke. But but, what yeah. about, but but these legal highs, they're not being monitored, are they? <laughs> well, no, well, that's what I mean. You need, it's got to be monitored and 
I think you've got to educate people. If you're going to take a bit of drugs, a bit of whatever, if it's a bit of fun on a Saturday night or whatever, it doesn't interfere with your life and your work, which is easy to say, I suppose, for some lot. For me, who's never never touched them, apart from obviously alcohol, which is a drug. So, at the end of the day, it's, it's down to education. You should legalise it and monitor it, and we'd be richer, and the tax you'd get off of it would be unbelievable. He taxed it as well. But Steve, not- Steve it's a, I, I don't want to do the should we legalise cannabis phone in. I'm not Ian Collins or one of those lazy hacks, for goodness sakes. But if you want to give us a call, 08459 455 555 is the phone number, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I can only apologise for the last 15 minutes. We'll try and do better, I promise. There is a cracking picture of Justin Dealey on the Facebook page. <laughs> oh, that's made me laugh. Do go and have a look. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. We'll be talking to Justin after the latest news and sport with Barry. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'll have a full bulletin at eight. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Oh, lots coming up. Public toilets. Public toilets. Oh, yes, we'll be speaking to Justin Daly about public toilets. Also, uh, David Lloyd will be coming in in the next few minutes. But John is in Luton. Good morning, John. Good morning, boss. Morning, John. What can I do for you? You're talking about carrots this morning. Yes. Do you know carrots are good for the eyes? Uh, that's a myth. Because you never see rabbits wearing glasses. The um, thing about them being good for your eyesight, do you know where that comes from? Where? comes from World War Two, when uh, we had developed radar so that we could spot German aeroplanes, but uh, um, Churchill didn't want Hitler to know that we developed radar, so they, they put about this myth that the, they were eating lots of carrots. Oh, OK. Thanks, Ian. Thanks very much, John. You're a first-time caller to the show. Pardon? Are you a first-time caller to the show? No, this is Dave Luton. Hang on, you're the fellow that's banned. <laughs> Get out of it. He snuck in under the wire. He snuck in under the wire. Good voice. I would never have spotted him with that voice. Would never have spotted him. Carol's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Ian. Carol, what can I do for I you? I just rung in to say that talking of legal highs... Oh, yeah. Um, for absolutely free and no money, people should tune in to you, because I, I've had a really good laugh this morning. Oh, hey, that's that's good. We should get prescribed on the NHS, absolutely. shouldn't we? Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, that's very kind of you, Carol. What, you, well, you wouldn't be tempted to pop down to Milton Keynes Market to combine this show with a legal high, would you? Double whammy. No, no. because listening to the side effects and everything yes. like that, doesn't, no way. Doesn't sound good. Well, Carol, you keep listening. <laughs> I, I will. I'll can will. I ask you, listen, can I ask you, it's, it's kind of coming up to uh, our sort of six-monthly review of, of, of members of the team and stuff like that. Can I get your honest opinion and be honest about this? Well... Hang when on, not, my husband was alive, he always stuck the television on when he oh. first got up. Oh, dear. But, well, these things happen. These things happen. I'm sorry to hear that. I want to ask you, I've converted <laughs> to the radio. Yeah. And I have thoroughly enjoyed... You know, I, I get annoyed sometimes when you're on the phone to some people. Yeah. And, you know, you can have a laugh. And it... it to be honest, it takes me. Takes you out yourself, but it's a thoroughly good show. Carry on doing well, what you do. Well, can I ask you about one member of staff in particular? Justin uh, Dealey. <laughs> I think he's a great character. Really? Yeah, a character with, you know, I mean, yes he is. Well, listen, just, just have a listen to this. This is Justin Dealey earlier on in the show. I'm now in the urinal section. Is that really the kind of stuff you want to hear on breakfast? Well... 
It's very base, isn't it? Well, you've heard of toilet humour, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he takes it to the, to the next level, doesn't absolutely he? Absolutely to the... Yeah, I mean, he does dare take his job seriously. Yeah, because uh, I'm just talking about... The, the, we will be getting rid of staff here. Cutbacks, it's happening. Justin Dealey is, you know... He's on the list. He's got a question mark by his name at the moment. Moment. Oh, bless his little cottons. Yeah. Yeah, bless him. Okay. Well, well I mean, you're all doing. I don't think any of you should be Good experience. any cutbacks. Okay. Well, we, we will see what happens, Carol. Thank you very much indeed. That's all right. uh, spe- oh, it's Justin next. <laughs> Hello, mate. Morning, boss. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank yeah. you, Justin. I just, I just think you know there was a big mm. speech, wasn't there, recently from the mm. boss? Yes. About it's your BBC, not yours, the listeners. It's your BBC, yeah, and I just yeah. think that there is. I've got a list of names here: Kelly Betts, Catherine Boyle, uh, various people. Yours is on there. Yours yeah. has got the biggest question mark by well, it. It's funny you should say that because I think the biggest mm. question mark at the mm. radio station is mm. actually next to your name. Uh, well, I've got Did a- you not see that uh, email that went round about two weeks ago? No, I didn't. You know, s- judged didn't- on your recent behaviour? Banning people, cutting people off, what, being my, aggressive, you know. My um, raising listener figures, uh, my awards, uh, and my the fact I've got another 11 months on my contract. Yeah, I didn't oh, see that, you know. I, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. Okay, Justin. All right, you want to play like that, do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Be like in that Alan Partridge film where he writes yeah. on the blackboard, don't yeah. sack me, sack the other guy. <laughs> yes. uh, now, Justin, you have been spending your time hanging out in men's toilets, and we thought, well, listen, maybe we can, we can use this to our advantage. So we asked you the next time you did that, to take a microphone yes. with you. It's worked. And you did. I did. I did indeed. Why have you been looking into toilets? Well, at Dunstable Town Council, uh, they are celebrating because uh, the public toilets <laughs> in Ashton Square, they have been awarded a platinum rating in the Lou oh. of the Year Awards 2013. Fan- fantastic. Now, that's awarded only to exceptional toilets. Uh, these toilets, I did a bit of a tour earlier on. Four cubicles, nine urinals, four sinks, two mirrors, a dryer, and no smell. Come on in. What more would you want from a public toilet? I like the smell of a dirty public toilet. There's something oh, about God. it, the bleach and urine combined. Oh, come on, you can't be serious. No, there's something earthy about it. Oh, you're so strange. What? So, so strange. It's grounding. It keeps me humble. Mm. Now, uh, these toilets themselves, uh, they are judged on a few things. Uh, signage, very important, of course. Uh, maintenance, fixtures and fittings, cleanliness, security and management. As I mentioned, I did my tour earlier on. Ian, I've been hanging around these toilets. Yes speaking to men and getting their views on just how good they are here's what happened okay good experience well i don't go into a toilet having an experience it was okay john how was the experience for you in here very good yeah honestly yeah yeah well yeah yeah Mm. great feedback thank you who you working for i work for ian lee who's he you know ian lee bit awkward. Um, can you score the toilets out of ten for me? Well, it's, it's ten out of ten. I'm a, a window cleaner. Oh, are you? I only use that every day. If you didn't use them toilets, would you miss them? Yes. Almost like a friend to you? Yeah. Hi, sir. I'm from uh, Ian Lee's show, BBC Three Counties Radio. You've just walked into an award-winning toilet. Would you describe this as an award-winning toilet? Oh, well, I don't like all this. I want to call it, um... Silicon. Ah, right. But I couldn't make a better job of you, actually. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a, it's a lovely toilet, otherwise. One of the best around here, actually. Yeah. Believe it or not. Is it the sort of thing that you go and tell your friends about, go and use that toilet, it's particularly good? Oh, yeah, definitely. Shall I let you crack on? Shall I let you go to the toilet now? Yes. Thank you. Right, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, so you just come in here. Uh, would you describe this toilet as award-winning? Uh, not bad. 
You look a bit confused that I've even mentioned this toilet and award winning in the same sentence. I'm like, I mean, it stinks, but... But not today. Well, it don't, it's not... It could smell better. So, so you don't seem very happy with your experience? You, you say it's not that good in here? Well, it isn't. Look at the floor. Bits all over the floor. Look at these. These holes. What's all this up here? Do you think they should uh, take the award back off them? Well, I should think they should review their um, reward awards. Hey, Rich, come on. How great is it in here? Um, I don't think... I think you might have been sarcastic when you said that. No, no, no. It's just one, an exceptional award. Average loo. So what, what would make it an exceptional loo, then? What make it exceptional? Yeah, I mean, if it's average... If I to be picky, I'd yeah, probably fine. say... Um, Better flooring or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Better flooring, I guess it'd probably be better. Are you a toilet snob? No, not at all. <laughs> What's a toilet snob, Just? Well, probably somebody like um, like that man there. You know, he goes into a public toilet, it's just won a national award, huge yeah. recognition, and there he is running down the floor. Who does he think he is? Now, I also spoke to Gary, who cleans the toilets. Uh, he was a very happy man. His top tip for toilet attendance is to keep on top of things, and I also asked him how he would be celebrating. He said to me he'll be celebrating with a nice cup of tea. Fantastic, Justin. Well, I really appreciate the effort you put into this. Mm pleasure thanks very much i'm sure it was dennis is on the loo morning dennis good morning dennis what would you like to say right the toilets that he's talking about is, is by the market is i think right. but the ones that i think are better and unfortunately they've been closed was where you come off the car in the car park by yeah. uh, boots and walk up the side there and it comes to clinton's cards yeah. there's three in a row there ladies gents and one at the end i'm fascinated with is called sprinklers right yeah. On the door. So that must be for dirty old men like me who can't aim straight. Okay, well, there you go. Isn't that, that, isn't that a wonderful image you've put into the mind of uh, the children listening to the show, Dennis? Well, that's no, because they're used to it. <laughs> they want, I mean, they're going to say in the end, who uses sprinklers? Exactly. But I've no idea what that was about. Paul's in Leighton Buzzard. Good morning. Can we get that sweary bloke on from earlier? Paul's in Leighton Buzzard. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Ian. Paul- I think the people of Leighton, or some do, use the, the shower room that's in the Leighton Buzzard toilets. A shower room in a public toilet? Yes. Oh, gosh, no. And, and the Leighton toilets what? have won the industries of top awards of all for the last four or five years. Well, they didn't win this award, did they? But, they didn't well, no, win no, this I, award. I, I don't know. They, they, I would imagine they won the uh, gold star Okay, award. okay. Well, <laughs> but I try to imagine, why would anybody use a shower... In a public toilet? I can't think well, of anything worse. I don't know. I, I have heard, I mean, I've never seen it, but I have heard that market traders sometimes oh, use them. Dirty. So, there we are. Dirty. But, but um, they're, uh, they're certainly... i tell you what I miss, and this is not in any way condoning it or encouraging it. I'm, gla- I, 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 I'm for the most part, glad we don't have this. But... I do have a hankering for the 70s and the 80s when toilet walls were covered in graffiti. <laughs> there was filthy stuff. There was funny stuff. There were people just doing poems. There were just people writing rude stuff about their mates. There was chad. You don't get chads anymore. Now, I'm not saying go out with a, with a, 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 you know, a marker pen and, and write on toilet walls. Au contraire. But there was something comforting about that. Well, you could have a good read while you were in there. 
Oh dear, I, I don't know about that. Oh. You wouldn't have done in the uh, old latent toilets, I can assure you. Thank you very much indeed. We'll go no further with that, sir. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What's interesting and what's surprising is when I was told by Justin Dealey we would be doing toilets, I thought it would resort to base uh, humour, lowest common denominator. I really think we've managed to keep our head above water here. I think I think we've done a pretty decent, thorough investigation. If you want to give me a call and to tell me about your public toilet experience, steady. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want a good laugh, go and look at the Facebook page. Cracking picture of JD, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Catherine Boyle, you're, you're loitering as though you want to say something, then thought well, better of I it. Was, when you said head above water, I thought you were going to say something about a good job. I'm glad you didn't. I was about to praise you nope. for keeping it clean. No, <laughs> listen, this is a very big job that we're doing here this morning, and I really think that we are uh, certainly etc., etc., etc. BBC Three Counties Radio, it's a quarter to eight. Let's get the latest travel news now. Oh, no, 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 no. Hang on a second, hang on a second. We can do this. Let's just move you down there. It's one of those shows, isn't it? It's one of those shows where that happens. Then we want to move you down there. Trust me, no one will notice a thing. And then we're going to move you, sneak you into there, wallop. Now, the Police and Crime Commissioner for Hertfordshire, David Lloyd, wants to start a Citizens Police Academy. It would teach residents how and when to intervene in crime situations and offer short, sharp training sessions that would give people the skills to keep themselves and their neighbours safe. It's part of David Lloyd's volunteer strategy, which he launches today. We'll speak to David in a second, but earlier on in the show, I asked Neil Alston from the Hearts Police Federation whether the Commissioner's plan was just policing on the cheap. I really, really hope not. I don't expect it to be. Um, The the police have a a vital job to do. Um, We have limited resources, um, but I, I think essential services will still be provided by the police. This is much more about, as I understand it, um, educating the community into what the police do and how they can uh, play their part. Well, the Police and Crime Commissioner for Hertfordshire, David Lloyd, joins me now. David, what will this police academy be, exactly? Well, uh, first of all, Ian, uh, Neil got it entirely right. This isn't about trying to take uh, police jobs away. This is about trying to get the community actively involved. And uh, where you've got great communities, you've got people volunteering and getting involved. And so uh, what this is about is uh, allowing people to develop their volunteering skills. Uh, Today I'm launching uh, the the volunteer uh, strategy. I'm doing that tonight in an awards evening uh, with volunteers who already are very much working in the community. I want to push that a bit further. I want to see, uh, often I ask questions and listen to the answers rather than telling people what's going to happen. What this is about is actually asking how we can do more to get people volunteering in the criminal justice system. But what will happen, how will this police academy manifest itself? What will it be? Well, um, it's, uh, what it'll be is a, is a way of uh, involving communities. So it'll be about uh, getting people to... Uh, volunteer uh, perhaps uh, as uh, a special perhaps in neighborhood watch it's about getting them involved in that sort of area and the academy just brings it together it's a, it's a good way of bringing together how we manage those skills will, will they be doing any of the jobs of the police either back line or front line well um, when robert peel started policing 175 years ago he said uh, the police are the public and the public are the police and so um, to that extent we all do the job of the police mm. but they won't be um, and, and indeed if they become specials, special police officers they will literally be doing the job of the police but I'm actually talking about a far wider 
um, element than that. I'm talking about how we all get involved, whether or not that's in Neighbourhood Watch, whether or not that's jo- joining as a magistrate, whether or not that's uh, volunteering around prisons, how we get involved in the whole criminal justice system. What will, they be vol- what will volunteers do in prisons? Well, um, you know, there's a lot of work that uh, happens in the Mount in, in Bovingdon where volunteers go in, they, they support, they uh, help uh, support families, uh, they help uh, in reading, they help in all sorts of areas. And it's right that uh, we try and keep everyone as part of the community. Uh, it, so this isn't in any way uh, to, to fill in the gaps on your, your diminishing police force? Well, um, I suppose one should always challenge questions which say diminishing police force. There's no evidence that uh, we're, we've got fewer well, police officers. Hopchuk um, and Sabri had 2,300 officers at its high point. It's now somewhere between 1,800 and 1,950. Uh, you've lost at least 400 officers since the, co- the cut started. So it is getting well, smaller. The um, level of crime since the... Uh, turn of the century since uh, 2000 is down by about 50%. So actually it hasn't kept pace with the fall off in crime. Um, but this is, what this is about is ensuring that we're all involved because we all, every single one of us, put crime as one of our top three concerns and we want to make sure that uh, people are involved so that uh, crime remains as low as possible in Hertfordshire. You're already living in one of the very safest parts of the country and that it remains that way. Teaching uh, residents how and when to intervene in crime situations sounds a little bit dangerous. Well, um, uh, I'm not talking about uh, intervening where people put their lives at risk. However, I think that we all have a responsibility if someone tries to sell us half-priced cigarettes which have fallen off the back of a lorry in the pub, that actually we have a responsibility to report it. That if we see something suspicious happening, that we report it. I'm not talking about physically challenging someone where you can get injured, but I am talking about us changing a whole mindset so that the community says no to crime. Is this actually going to happen, David? Because with the greatest of respect, you you have been on here and you've thrown out um, good attention grabbers and and good headlines, for example, uh, charging for people to stay in cells, branded police vehicles, and then these things kind of sort of gently disappear. Is this another one of those? Well, um, I very much hope not. Uh, I, I don't think any of them gently disappear. Um, but what I, uh, I do is to find out what people think about them. Uh, as I've always said, I'm someone who puts my ideas out early on. I want you to be able to say, is this a good idea or not? I know you probably will afterwards and say, is, is that right or not? And it's really important because mm. that informs the debate. Um, you know, Police cells, for example, is something which we are taking forward. You know about the drunk tanks, and we're working on that, and we're going to try and bring those in. Um, you know, that's an example of an idea which has developed and developed, and I think uh, is one which is which the people are on the side of, and that we'll bring in. We will be taking phone calls on this, of course. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. How can people get in touch with you and give their views and opinions? The uh, the best way is to go onto the website heartscommissioner.org. That way, you can uh, see the whole document. You can actually say what you want to say about it and comment on it. I've got a text here from Pat. Uh, David Lloyd's idea of a police academy for citizens is a way of the government asking the public to do something for nothing so maybe more cuts can come within police services. When David is criticised, he just laughs at the thought of being challenged and washes over it. David, we want a police force, not a gimmicky service. That's what members of the public laugh about, the lack of policing. The service is a joke like PCCs to most of us, I suspect. What would your response be to Pat? Well, Pat isn't my strongest supporter, never has been, never will be. We 
we often hear from Pat, and uh, you know, uh, I, I don't agree with what um, Pat says. Um, the whole reason that I don't is I think we've got one of the finest constabularies in the country. Uh, we've got one of the safest places in which we live. Um, the what Pat thinks um, doesn't bear any relation to what's happening in Hertfordshire. David, thank you very much. So you're going to be announcing this the, the, the scheme in its full glory tonight, is that right? Tonight, um, 6.30 at the Volunteer Awards, where we are uh, celebrating some fantastic volunteering in the county. What kind of stuff will you be celebrating? What kind of uh, um, people who People who work as... Uh, uh, specials, people who uh, volunteer around policing in, in various places and I'm really looking forward to it. David, thanks very much. Always nice to see you uh, first thing in the morning. Always great to see you as well. You should, uh, yes, I'm sure. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You said David Lloyd's uh, uh, plan there. What do you think? Does it sound good? Does it sound like a, a sensible idea? Would you like to volunteer and do more or do you think, well no, hang on a second, maybe it's, it's, it's down to the police. That's their job. Keen to get your thoughts on this uh, this morning if you would. Uh, and David will be listening, and so he will take your thoughts on board. 08459 455 555. You can send us a text as well, 81333. Start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Uh, let's have a quick look at some of the pages. Let's start with the three ones that I quite often miss. The Daily Express. Oh, wow, look at this. They've got a picture of a truck in snow, and they found a cure for the killer flu. This is to have, uh, Unfortunately, they've had to squeeze uh, Maddie off of the front page, but I'm sure she'll be back tomorrow. Uh, wonder cure for killer flu wow great this is going to save lives this christmas no new drink will save thousands of lives it's kind of exciting a new drink derived from a vegetable a vegetable has been hailed as a breakthrough in the search for a cure in flu i see Scientists believe it could revolutionize the way the killer virus is tackled i'm interested tell me more Oh, it's a pickled turnip. Suddenly, I'm not so bothered. I'm not going to drink a pickled turnip. Uh, the Daily Mail. Payday lenders groom children. Let's read a bit more. Payday loan firms were accused yesterday of using targeted adverts to groom children into becoming the borrowers of the future. Uh, boy, victim of hospital and police probe. An inquiry is launched into cancer care at NHS Trust. And the front page of The Sun. It really is an amazing picture on the front page of The Sun. I, I don't often think... They get it right. I, I would say they've had more misses than hits in recent times. But this is incredible. Towering stupidity. Brit teenagers wear 9-11 fancy dress and win. It's two 19-year-old British girls, and they are girls. They've gone to a fancy dress party in America. Oh, no, hang on. Sorry, maybe it's in Chester. I do apologise. Why did I think it was in America? Um, no, I think it's actually in Chester. I do apologise, yes, it's in the University of Chester, and it's not in America. They've dressed up as the Twin Towers uh, after they've been struck by the aeroplanes. And one of them's waving a handbag. It really is the most incredible picture. I thoroughly recommend you go and have a look at that in your news agents. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up between now and JVS at nine o'clock, including Milton Keynes is the place to go for... Milton Keynes Market, the place to go for cheap sweets, big bags of washing powder, oh yeah, and legal highs. You've heard David Lloyd's plan for Hertfordshire Police, making it safer by getting more volunteers. Well, will you be taking part... 
And Justin Dealey is the number two presenter here at BBC Three Counties in as much as he's been hanging around in a toilet all morning. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can uh, send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Talking about legal highs this morning because it turns out they are openly available in Milton Keynes Market. Well, Paul is from Milton Keynes. Good morning, Paul. Oh, yeah. Paul, what would you like to say about this? Um, it's not actually to do with the market, but you don't need to get a legal high off the market. You just need to live in one of the flats around here because they can mm. break in any time they want. And in the community areas, you walk in and you can just get high on the drugs. Well, who, who can break in any time they want, sorry? Oh. Well, it, it could be whites, blacks, uh, but who, whatever, Caucasian. Uh, co- d- drug, drug dealers, drug takers. Yeah. Okay. And then what, they're, they're openly taking drugs in your where you live, are they? Yeah, in the community I was in the flats, yeah. Oh, dear. And the police, the council, CPSOs, parish council, they don't do nothing. Well, have you spoken to the police? Yes, all of them. I've been doing this for about 20 years and, what and do, I haven't done nothing. What do they say? Because we'll be speaking to a police inspector in, in a couple of minutes. What do they say to you, Paul, when you get in touch with them? Oh, no, they just say, oh, phone up one, what's it, 101. Right. And then you say to them, and, but they won't come this side of the boulevard on where I live. Okay. It must be very frustrating for you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's sometimes, I mean, it was about, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago, I was a paranoid wreck. I wouldn't even go out my flat. Yeah. And it's starting to get like that again. Paul, keep listening, because we'll be speaking uh, to a police officer in a, in a second. Uh, Paul's story is slightly different, but still related nonetheless. Legal highs in Milton Keynes Market. Um, and because they're legal, it means they must be kind of, like, safe and stuff, isn't it? Well, probably not. We spoke to one local man this morning whose stepdaughter was hospitalised after smoking uh, what was described as a funny cigarette. It turned out not to be cannabis. Well, Inspector Ian Jarvis is from Milton Keynes Police now. Ian, before we get to, the, to the, the legal highs, that point that Paul just made, that when he calls up to report there is open and blatant drug-taking in his, uh, the communal areas where he lives, nothing's done about that. Morning. Morning. Um, no, I've done. Obviously, each individual case has to be get dealt with by the, the local policing team um, when we receive the intelligence. But um, I, I don't know the area he's talking about. Is it the, the city centre he's, uh, he's talking about? This but surely, if, if, if someone phoned up and said, look, there are loads of idiots out there taking a load of drugs in front of everyone and it's, it's ruining my life, the police would, would jump out immediately, wouldn't they? Absolutely. We would certainly react to any intelligence that comes in. Um, it all gets filtered through to our neighbourhood policing teams, um, there's patrols, if it is the city centre you're talking about and the flats within the city centre, I know they're, they're patrolled regularly um, and, and there is action, I've been on warrants myself uh, in those flats uh, if they're the ones he's talking about so there is activity and we do react to intelligence. Okay, so someone phoned up what, someone will be there in 20 minutes? Well, obviously if it's uh, immediate or urgent but generally things like um, People say smoking cannabis in in areas of flats that will get passed to the local neighbourhood policing team, and they will react uh, as appropriate. 
Um, if it's something oh. that's seen on CCTV, um, it gets passed over the, the airwaves, and I know that police officers will react uh, where resources uh, allow. Why, why does CCTV get treated with more of a priority than, than a concerned resident? No, absolutely not. No. no. Well, how it, long would it take? If I phoned up the, the Milton Keynes police now and said, look, in my block of flats, there are a load of yobs out there making me feel uncomfortable, they're taking drugs openly, how long would it take for, for some police to come round and sort them out? Certainly, that would probably be put through as a, what we'd call a, an urgent attendance, and you'd get a police officer when available. I mean, if, certainly if there was one round the corner, they'd only have to walk round. If they were dealing with other immediates and uh, uh, emergencies, it may take a little longer, but obviously it would be reacted to. That's, I okay. think that's well, listen, the, the, thank you for that. The, the reason we got you on is to talk about these legal drugs that Absolutely. are being sold in, in Milton Keynes' uh, market. I'm supposing if they're legal, there's, there's nothing you can do, is there? No, there are, there are things we can do and we can look at. I think um, I think these sellers of the legal highs, they've had a bit of an easy ride the last couple of years. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a, uh, an emerging trend nationally. Um, just to say, I don't think Milton Keynes necessarily ha- is bucking any national trend. It's certainly be true to say that it's become much more popular across the country. It's certainly gathered momentum in the, in the last couple of years. They're easier to get hold of. Uh, we, we don't have numerous places selling these we do have one or two um generally they're obtained over the internet and through the postal system um it's almost uh, you know you, you can order them and have them delivered to your house the next day um the unfortunate thing is yes we do have uh places that do sell these um and they get round legislation um generally which is uh, looked at by trading standards and that seems to do with like the, the way they're labeled and the age group they're sold to um i think the message is that they need to be looking over their shoulders a, a, a bit more because we are actively looking at uh, what we we shouldn't really call them legal highs what we should call them is new or novel psychoactive substances i think the word legal highs gives them a, a sort of a credibility and almost makes them sound like they're they're safe to take but the, the, and while they may not be safe and why people may not know exactly what they're doing they are legal so so why would the market traders be looking over their shoulder if there's if there's nothing that you can do well, you've got to look at the, 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 although we're not here to police morality, certainly um, you're, you're talking about a cash-generating business. Um, there, are, there is legislation about the way these things are labelled. They're not to be sold to under-18s. Um, uh, they're not sold for human consumption. However, they get round these bits of legislation by marking the packets not for human consumption, being right. sold as research drugs. They, get, they use the law to their advantage in order to obviously make their profits. Um, what they've got to look at is the fact that, um, I mean, it, some of these people I've known to actually phone up trading standards and seek advice on how, they to, how they're to label and, and sell in order to get round the legislation. I think that's what we've got to look at. I mean, obviously, our priority is to look at illegal drugs and the supply and the harm but also this is mps as we call them the 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 legal highs as your listeners will uh, know them as um we are focusing on they are on our agenda to look at um and people will be uh, prosecuted and looked at when we find that they're breaching uh, legislation we, we're working hard with trading standards to identify breaches what should people do if they think their children are taking legal highs? It's about information. It's about um, knowledge, and it's about uh, we know we we know what alcohol and smoking does to us, and, and we see, we see a reduction in um, 
in the youth actually drinking and smoking. Uh, we should see that. I think this is a bit of a fad at the moment, these so-called legal highs. Um, people it's a fad that's been going on for a few years, isn't it? Well, it's been, well, I'll say a fad for a good, yeah, since Methadone 2009, 2010. So it's still quite, it's still gathering momentum. They're still quite new. We see, I mean, we've seen something like over 200 new substances in the past few years. We've never seen this before in the drugs world. Um, we've seen maybe a, a couple of substances each year come about and, and take hold. I mean, methadone's only really been around since 2009, and that's probably the drug of choice now for a lot of young people, over and above um, cocaine, alcohol even, in some areas. Can't you have a word with the, the, the people that run Milton Keynes Market and, and get them to boot them out? Very good point, and that's something that's certainly on my agenda, together with Trading oh. Standards, to take up with them, absolutely. I mean, one of the festivals, I think it was Reading Festival, um, been selling these sort of drugs for, for years. They actually um, stopped the sale of them at the festival last year. Um, on, on moral grounds and actually in, in advice for the police uh, for taking advice from the police and trading standards about the harm that they cause so if they can do it yeah absolutely that's something we, well, that's, we need to be looking at that'd be great when do you think you're going to speak to the market and have a word with them it's on the agenda to do straight away um, so that'll be today well <laughs> not today oh no. sorry we i thought you meant straight away meant today sorry yeah proper proper meetings um look at the legislation and how we inform them and it's something that we need to you know well, can't you just go i would imagine you could just go up to the, the 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 people that run the market say look we've got some people here two stalls or however many it is they're selling uh, legal highs it's not illegal but it makes you look pretty rotten and it's probably bringing the wrong element to your market could you get rid of them that's all you need to do isn't it you could phone them up today and ask them that um, it's something that we've actually, we, we, I don't know if you know or not, we've actually done a, um, a well, what you would call a raid on the market with uh, trading standards and seized uh, an awful lot of their product, which is going through testing at the moment to see if it does have any illegal substances in or, or substances that come under the, t- uh, the temporary banning order. Um, and that's something we have done. So we have actually taken action. But you've not uh, phoned up the, the, the people that run the market and said, look, come on, but, the, but, but be fair, get rid of those, those stalls that are selling that stuff. I think that would be, I think from my point of view personally and from the LPA commander, that would be something that we, we would absolutely love to see them doing. What we've got to realise Well, why don't you do it? Just phone them up. They are doing, well, that phone is them up today. That is on the agenda. I can assure you. But when, the thing is, there will be people, I'll do it, I'll phone them up for you today. All you need to do is phone them up, there'll be people wondering why you're dragging your heels. Just a phone call saying, look, we can't legally enforce this, but uh, wouldn't it be great for you and the publicity for you if you got rid of this stall? That's all you need to do. It's things like this show that are absolutely... Fantastic, in my view, because this is raising the awareness. If they got a hundred phone calls today from worried parents and people saying, "Look, take this stall, one from the police to run," that would be fantastic. Um, and, and, uh, it's and all we, about pressure. Could, and well, listen, could, could we could we expect a phone call from the police to them today? You can certainly if, uh, expect something from me. Excellent. Um, it, to the uh, the head of the market, brilliant. And, and today, passing my my harms and you know my my concerns, absolutely excellent. Inspector Ian Jarvis, thank you very much indeed. Well, there you go. We got there in the end. Milton Keynes Police. It seems obvious. Don't don't drag your heels on this one, chaps. What you got to do is phone up the market. Don't, don't plan meetings and studies and things like that. Phone up the market. Say, look, do you know that that Trader X is selling this now? While it's not illegal, 
uh, it's being frowned upon. There's been a big thing about it on the local radio, and it's probably attracting the wrong element. Now, listen, it's your choice, but we suggest you ask that person not to trade there anymore. That's all you need to do, isn't it? Or am I being naive? Local and vocal. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, oh, nice was, chords at the end. That was nice, wasn't it? Though? It was. It was the thing is, I thought upbeat, 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 fun, fun, fun. Oh, it's sad. Yeah. Oh, my cat's passed away. It was that kind of vibe, wasn't it? My cat I, hasn't passed away, by the way. I took my cat to a dinner party last night. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's wrong. No. Why? Was it, was it like cat for cats? Well, I took. Uh, I, I went to a dinner party with some friends, and. After about ten minutes, they talked about the fact they were thinking of getting a cat. They want an indoor cat like mine, a house cat. Yeah. And they were asking me questions. And I said, well, shall I go and get him? And they said, would you? Would that be all right? I said, yeah, yeah, he likes going out. So uh, I popped home. Yeah. Brought him round. Wow. And uh, he spent the evening at the dinner party with us. He loved it. Really? Yes. He even got half a tin of tuna. You're like um, one of those uh, hideous American women <laughs> that has a, a puppy in a, uh, in a in their bag in their handbag. Yeah, you're like that. You can't use your your cat as a social to get social standing and respect. He liked it. He likes a little trip out. I, I've often thought about bringing my cat in one day here. Really? She would hate it. She wouldn't right. like it though. She would hide under under the desk uh-huh. and I wouldn't see her. No, I took my cat to Cambridge once. Yep. He enjoyed that in the car. Mm. He stood up on the passenger seat with his two little feet on the dashboard all the way there. Hang on a minute. You're supposed to put them in a box when you move them around. Only if they're not controlled. Supposing he goes... How, well, listen. Supposing he goes mental and starts slashing at your he face. doesn't go mental. He's very well bred. Wow. Well, mine isn't. Not some riffraff cat. Mine's just a, a big black moggy. It's, really? Yes. Yeah, no particular breed. Oh. No, he enjoyed it, and we got quite some looks in Cambridge. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> now, listen, what have you got on your show this morning? Oh, yes. Coming up at uh, nine on the big phone-in, are most British people too scared or selfish to oh. confront crime? Yes. Uh, so, as we've heard this morning, Hertfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner David Lloyd wants to set up a Citizens Police Academy to teach members of the public how best to confront crime. It would teach local residents how and when to intervene if they spot a crime in progress, in the hope that we can all keep each other safe well the academy will form just one part of mr lloyd's volunteer strategy which launches today and i can see how it may be better for society if we all paid more attention to criminal activity and perhaps reported more crimes to the police but i just wonder if society has changed too much and whether modern britain may now be full of people who frankly would rather look the other way and get home safely than help someone in need. From nine this morning, I want your views on this and your experiences. Are most British people too scared or selfish to confront crime? How many people genuinely have been in need and members of the public have come to your need? If you've seen somebody, you know, a fight going on in a town centre, have you gone and tried to break it up or have you just walked on and thought no 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 i'm just gonna get home i don't need all of this hassle i suppose it depends what it is a fight i would be dubious never i would never uh, intervene again between a boyfriend and a girlfriend fighting no. never because if the fella's slapping her about or being aggressive it's happened to me it's happened to friends you step in and say oh mate just just you know calm down they both turn on you i've had that hap- happen to me once and it's happened to a couple of friends so i would certainly avoid that i'm I'm normally uh, fairly forthright with confronting things, but there was one time I didn't, mm. and it stayed with me ever since. Yep. It was in the supermarket, and there was... I think I might have told you this before, actually. There was uh, two girls who were clearly drunk, 
it's in the middle of the afternoon they were probably about 17 18 okay and they were wretched yeah. you know the kind of girls i'm talking about wretched and the two of them they were so drunk they decided it would be funny to get on the conveyor belt oh dear and they were sitting on the conveyor belt uh, effing and blinding oh it was terrible and this poor woman sitting on the till who could have been your mum or my mum or you know she looked like somebody's yeah. mum and she was sitting there and she was so worried and frightened and embarrassed by the whole thing she wasn't quite sure what to do as these two dreadful girls started coming down her conveyor belt towards where she would uh, scan and pack them yeah and I stood there, and I was frozen to the spot. Normally, I would have gone up, but there was something about the two of them. Mm. I just felt very uncomfortable about going, what I should have done, should have dragged them off, Tated dealt with them. them. But I kind of stood there, and I was thinking, what on earth do I do? And everyone, you could see the look around, everyone was thinking the same thing. I mean, why didn't all of us just go over and drag those two grotty girls yeah. off that till and drag them out, chuck them outside the cell? Why did none of us do that? Mm. We didn't. So I went over to the, the security guard. I got him to deal with it. But I've, that's always lived with me. But you still I, did something, though. You still, you still intervened in yes, a way. but I a way that feel, was safe for you. I feel like I was n- a namby-pamby... A uh, woolly person. I should have gone out. I should have dealt with those girls. Mm. We all should have done. But why is it in this country now we're so paralysed by this sense of fear when we see something like that and we kind of, we all collectively just stand there and watch? Mm. It's pathetic. Yeah. And and meanwhile, these these grubby people, like those two girls, they go on in life, don't they? Believing that they can behave however they want because no one will ever say anything to them. Mm-hmm. And I wonder whether this is part of what David Lloyd is saying. It's about all of us perhaps getting a bit of training, perhaps feeling more confident to go and get involved in those kinds of situations and try and diffuse them. Yep. From nine this morning, are most British people too scared or selfish to confront crime? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Healthier together. Do you remember that? NHS bosses were looking to reorganise services across Bedfordshire, Milton Keynes and Northamptonshire with the promise of treating more people at home or in the community. Oh, and downgrading some hospitals. Well, they've ditched those plans after a review, which we've discovered cost more than £2 million. And now it seems they're about to launch... A new one, this time focusing on Bedfordshire alone. Well, Diana Blackman is uh, uh, Chief Executive of Healthwatch Central Bedfordshire, which represents the views of people in the area. Diana, £2 million is a, it's a waste of money, isn't it? No, I don't think it's a waste of money. I think all engagement or consultation is extremely important for local people because how else are local people supposed to give their views or their opinions on how health services are to be delivered in their area unless you engage or consult? But nothing was published. It was put into the long grass. what's, What's been done? with? Where's all that money gone? Well, you would have to ask the Healthier Together programme well, no, where you, that can, money's gone. How can you defend the Healthier Together programme if there is no evidence of where that money's gone? I'm not actually defending the programme. I'm saying that all engagement or consultation is to be valued if it enables people to give their voice. And but that voice isn't being heard because nothing's been published. Well, I understand that the Healthier Together website is still up and running and you can still download the reports and the data that was produced from those reviews. Two million pounds, Diana. Why isn't that being spent on, I don't know, a hospital or a GP's or on nurses? Why is it being spent on things like this? 
It would be very difficult to say, and that question you would have to put to the uh, Department of Health well, or the but Secretary Diana, of you, State. You, you seem to not know very much about it, yet you, you are, you are uh, uh, defending the cost of the review. So but, but what exactly are you defending then? I'm saying that any review that gives local people a voice is to be welcomed. Who's heard that voice? I would imagine the Department of Health and the Secretary of State have been looking at the report. And how and has that voice been acted upon? I don't know. You would have to ask oh, the Healthy well, Together programme. Can, can you answer any of these questions about this thing that you're, you're saying is a good idea? I'm not necessarily saying it's a good idea. I'm saying that it's a good idea to consult with people. But you don't know. You don't know who's. You don't know who's listened to it. You don't know. Uh, what's being done with that information? So surely it's not always a good idea to consult with people if nothing's done with that information and money is just thrown away. Of course it's a good idea to consult with people. How else are you going to know how people will um, want the services that are being provided in their local area? Diana, you don't know who's listening to that. You don't know what's being done with that. As far as you're concerned, no one's listened and nothing's been done with it. So how is that a good idea? Well, you would have to ask the Healthier Together programme. It's, you know, you you can only say that these reviews are very important. So you're defending something that you don't know what the outcome was, you don't know what the results were, you don't know where the money's gone, and, and, and you're defending that. I'm defending the fact that engagement and consultation is a good idea and listening to people is a good idea. Where that information goes, you would have to ask the Healthier Together programme. I just wonder how you can defend... Yes, it's good to talk to people, but if no one's listening to those answers, no one's doing anything with that information, well, then it's a waste of everyone's time and money, isn't it? Obviously. As I said, the information is available on their website for anybody to review. Well, yeah. And I'm it? sure that you the read latest it? review that they're doing... I have read it. I have it in front well, then, of me. Then, then, OK, fine. Then maybe you can tell me what it says that's, that's so positive, that's been so useful, that's been worth spending that much money on. It tells you all the... There's loads of data there about the, the different hospitals. Give me and some. The, Give me some of the data. OK. For example, they asked questionnaires about did they have any views or comments and the information they'd read in the Healthier Together review of local health services. Um, there's, there's actually loads of questions okay, here. OK, what were some of the answers? Examples what of. were some of the answers? Some of the, the responses include, um, for example, 49% of people at Kettering General Hospital said that um, they uh, welcomed uh, this review and oh. said that um, they, they wanted to keep the hospital. So 49% of people in a, in a review that costs two, two million quid said they welcomed the review. That's just one example. But I'm we don't know if anybody's you. acting on that information, do we? Well, you would have to ask them no, where they I, said no, no, that no. information. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying we don't know if that information's being acted upon, do we? And if well, it's not being acted upon, that is by definition surely a waste of money. I'm sure you would have to ask them that question. That would be impossible for me to say. I don't work for them, and I've no idea where that information has gone, but you would have to ask them. But then why are you saying... available for people to view. <laughs> oh, Diana. They, and the thing is, there's going to be another review that's probably going to cost a few million. Is that a good, good spend of money? Well, you have to understand that any um, consultation oh, Diana, or review you've said costs that six money. Times you can't do. You can't ask people what they want. But why are we asking? Money. Why are we asking people what we want? Why don't we invest the money in making hospitals better? Why are we spending millions of pounds asking people whether they think it's a good idea to have this review? That seems a complete waste of money. 
I don't think any consultation or engagement is a waste of money um, because how, how else are you going to find out what local people want? And it's better for people to have a say than no say at all. Okay, let's focus on Bedfordshire. What, what do, do local people want in Bedfordshire? Local people in Bedfordshire want a local hospital. They want an A&E service. They want children's services. I could have told, I could have told you that. Service. I could have told you that, and I wouldn't. I'd have charged you a tenner, and that would have been overcharging. Wouldn't it doesn't cost you two million to find that out, does it? I, I would imagine not, but it's it's entirely down to the people that are conducting that survey or, or conducting that consultation. I'm sure they're all conscious of the budget that they have, but but you have to talk to local people and you have to Doesn't find out. It cost you two million pounds. Do you, do you just in conclusion? I'm I'm very confused and frustrated by this, but we'll, we'll, we'll persevere. Do you think the two million pounds was was well spent? That really would be difficult for me to well, what say. What do you think? Do you think it was? Do you think it was a good two million pounds for that it survey depends, you've got there? It depends because you've got to look at the 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 wider the the wider picture here. For example, um, you know the money was spent on a very wide area. Okay. But do you think it was it was good value for money? It would depend on the um, outcome of the review. And when are we and, getting? And when are we getting the outcome of the review? You would have to ask them. And what would be a good outcome for you to go, yeah, that £2 million was well spent? That you listen to the voice of local people and what they were saying. Well, Diana... uh, That's Diana Blackman, uh, Chief Executive of Healthwatch Central Bedfordshire. Wow. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What are you doing in the studio, Bets? <laughs> Nothing. Maybe you should just get out. Around. Don't just hang around. I'm trying to, do. trying to do some award-winning radio. Oh. Really? Well, I'm having a go. Tips. Some what? Tips. Go on then. Give us your top tip. Of award-winning radio? Yeah. Never eat anything a listener sends in. <laughs> That's very true. That is very, very true. We all remember Mike Mendoza in 1987 when he had uh, a cake spiked with LSD. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give me a call, police academies and toilets. I know, I know, I know. Uh, we had uh, the Hearts Police and Crime Commissioner uh, David Lloyd coming in earlier on in the show, and he was telling me about his plans to uh, to start a citizens' police academy, which will teach residents how to how and when to intervene in crime situations and offer short, sharp training sessions that would give people the skills to keep themselves and their neighbours safe. I'm assuming that means karate. Doesn't it? Albert's in Kettering. Good morning, Albert. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. What do you reckon to this? Well, I'm, I'm facing the axe from my job at the moment. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming, but uh, it's, it's, I've, I've spoken to you before in the past, but basically I, I work in meat. Um, and I, okay, I, you're the, you remind us what you do in meat. Yeah, do you remember? I, I, I put uh, well, basically the public call them meat nappies, but I, I put the, the nappies on the meat. Yeah. But it's, uh, they're basically replacing me with a machine. Yeah. Because um, a machine can knock out two thousand meat nappies in an hour, yeah. and I can do a, a little, a little bit less than yeah. that. How many can you do in an hour? Four. So th- they're going to replace me. So I heard David on the radio, so David Lloyd, and me and my friends were. So I don't think inspired. he's. I don't think he's been knighted yet. It's not Sir oh, David. Not, not yet. No. Oh, well, I, I it's on his should, list of things to do. He should get a knighthood for sure. I think the man's a visionary. We, we're going to quit our jobs 
We're going to become volunteers, and I think we're perfect for this police academy. There's five of us. Right. And we're all going to do it. Um, even one of us is even a female. Um, she's very she's very short. She's got a very high pitched voice. I've got a friend who's huge. He's very quiet, but he's unbelievably strong. And then there's another friend who does all sorts of silly voices. He, he does like sounds of helicopters and stuff with his with his voice. And then there's me. I'm like the Joker. And there's another guy. He's into guns. He's a bit odd. So we're gonna we're gonna sign up. And we're going to become volunteers, and we're going to patrol our neighbourhood. So you, you'll, we're be, show. you'll be like citizens, citizens on patrol, I guess. Exactly. That's exactly what we're going to be. In. Yeah. Well, that's very, very noble of you. Uh, do, do you think that all of you? I mean, the, the 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 lady you talked about who's got the high pitched voice. Really? Do you think she could cope in a high stress situation? It's very funny because she's very, very timid. But when you push her too far, she goes ballistic. She's like a bomb. You wouldn't want to go near her. Well, it's great that you're you're volunteering to to do this, Albert. And I'm I'm sure you'll you'll have some uh, some fantastic adventures in, in the uh, the police academy. I'm looking forward to it and protecting our area and our people because that's what it's about, Ian. It's yeah. about people stepping up. Stepping up to the mark. Well, Albert, listen, uh, th- th- I'm glad you've turned a negative into a positive, and thank you very much for letting me know about that. You're very welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. That's exciting uh, news, isn't it? Albert is, is all... He's all set to join uh, David Lloyd's Citizens Police Academy. Well, do, would you... Have you got what Albert's got? Not an impending um, uh, sacking from your, uh, from your job, of course, but have you got... Would you get involved? Would you like to be involved in this? 08459 455555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Shall we have a little look at the front pages of the newspapers? Yes, let's. The Daily Telegraph MP uses... Oh, they've got a poppy on the Daily Telegraph, but it's, it's not set right. The, the um, leaf, as we all know, is supposed to be pointing to 11, and it's not. It's pointing to half past one. MP uses political contacts to further business empire. A senior Conservative MP offered to use his political contacts to set up business deals with foreign officials and ministers in return for being paid hundreds of thousands of pounds. Mark Pritchard, the Conservative, Mayor, uh, Conservative MP for the Reckin... What? Is that a place? Um, anyway, I know the mayor, I know the prime minister, I know the speaker, the network, my network I will use. Um, it, news, again, news has been really boring recently. What, what's going on with news? We need something more in news. Uh, the Guardian, hospital faces claim of cancer care cover-up, reports that staff falsified records uh, could trigger criminal investigation. Um, and there's a picture of one of these. Uh, th- now, this is a cracking story. The, uh, the son of uh, so German uh, of Nazi, in his back room, he had hundreds of works of art, Picassos and other works of art. There's a story. You don't get, you don't get things hidden away in uh, secret rooms anymore. The Independent. Germany vents its fury at British spying operation. Oh, get over it, Germany. For goodness sakes, you're probably doing the same to us, or you would if you had the know-how. You're just jealous that we've got better computers and smaller microphones. Britain's ambassador was called in by the German foreign minister yesterday after the Independent disclosed allegations that a secret listening post is operating from its embassy in Berlin, just yards from the German parliament and Angela Merkel, Angela Merkel's offices. You're just jealous, for goodness sakes. 
08459 455 555. The Times. Oh, snow. Uh, County Durham. Well, so it's not, it's not England. Woke up yesterday to find their village covered in two inches of snow. Hospitals full to bursting. Elderly drive record admissions as row escalates over NHS redundancies. Hospitals are at bursting point with admissions at record levels. A huge rise in the number of frail elderly patients going into hospital means that admissions are a third higher than a decade ago. The day, I told you it wasn't particularly exciting, didn't I? Um, 08459 The Daily Express Wonder Cure for Killer Flu Don't get too excited You have to drink a pickled turnip I think I'd rather have the flu I think I'd rather have the flu If I had the choice The Daily Mail um, Boy victim of hospital in police probe The mother of a four-year-old boy Who died in a hospital Embroiled in a cancer care cover-up Has condemned the, condemned the NHS Trust's failings in the sun. It's got those two girls in the front page who went to a fancy dress party as as the Twin Towers. Idiots. Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. Glenn, what can I do for you? The chappy that you were just talking about, the police academy or the citizens academy. That was uh, Albert, who is very sadly losing his job working in meat, uh, but him and his friends have decided to take it on the chin, turn a negative into a positive, and they're going to uh, volunteer for this citizens police academy that David Lloyd is hoping to set up. But did you realise that the people that he described were people that were in the police academy films? Huh? Officer Itower was the big, strong guy. Yeah. You had the guy who was mad on guns. Right. And you had the little black lady who had the high-pitched voice. Now, he didn't say that his friend was black. Well, I know, but I'm oh, just saying there was right. a, there was a female. Right, ah. I'm not being racist. There was a female. No, that she, she was black. Yes, it's a good film. Okay, there was also Jones who made all the helicopter noises and the uh, machine noises. Oh, yeah. And then there was the comedian guy who was the one that uh, picked on the sergeant. Well, it, so it, there were was people. Mahoney, of course. Well, that Mahoney. would. Well, if that's I hadn't made the connection, but if that's the case, then then surely Albert and his friends friends will be perfect for a police academy. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> nice one. I hadn't made that connection, Glenn. Thank you very much indeed for pointing that out. I hadn't. Ma- that's a coincidence, isn't it? It's, it's got to be a coincidence, Catherine. Uh, yeah, and they've got some great skills. Always need to be able to make a helicopter sound effects or machine gun fire. Criminals <laughs> are very easy to fool. Yeah, they are. Well, that's thank you, Glenn, for that. I hadn't made that. Did anyone else make that connection? That one, that one slipped past me. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If uh, you want to give me a call, you can go to facebook.com forward slash BBC three CR, or you can send me a text eight one three double three. Start your text three uh, CR. Now we've been talking about legal highs. They are uh, available for sale in Milton Keynes Market. It was quite t- tricky this morning. We spoke to a copper, didn't we? It, it, I think he. I think he agreed. Have I got this right, Catherine? I think he said he was going to phone up the market today. Yes. After much hectoring, it was going to. They were going to have a look at the studies and the results, and then they were going to arrange a meeting. When all he needs to do is they, phone up the market. They've done raids. Yes. But they had spoken to the market manager. Just phone up the market manager and say, look, this, these people aren't doing anything illegal, but. You're getting bad press out of it. Uh, it might be attracting the wrong element. There is a stall, or maybe stalls, that are selling these legal highs. Get rid of them. It's potentially harming young people. We've yep. got that young lady who was hospitalised for sm- smoking something odd. Yeah, exactly. So just, you know, just... Uh, but anyway, I think that gentleman is going to be phoning them up. But maybe have we put a call into to Milton Keynes Market? We should have a little call and see what... If, get a statement from them. Not a statement. Get them on. 
Get them on. Let's let's find out what they're going to do about it. Uh, Justin Dealey, you've been taking legal highs this morning to find out exactly what what's the fuss. Well, I would actually say, George, working with you sometimes is a legal high. I mean, sometimes yeah. it can be a real pain in the backside. But, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, working on the radio, having a job that you enjoy, that for me is a high. I'm going to start a band. I'm going to start two bands. One's going to be called Illegal High. I'm going to play <laughs> Dirty Rock. One's going to be called Legal High, and we'll sing Christian songs. <laughs> oh, that's, that's genius. Yeah, that's I reckon that might do. take off, you I know. think it might do. Justin, mm. but you've been out talking to people like this, haven't you? Yes, um, three very different answers here about what gives people uh, an instant lift. Here's what people had to say. What gives you a lift? <laughs> I am a believer in God. Affirm my spirituality is enough for me not to want to take drugs. So when you think about God, that yeah. gives you a high. That's an instant oh, buzz oh, for oh, you. Yes, it does. Gives me a high. I read the Bible, and the Bible tells me what I can do to give myself strength to make me feel strong. I don't need to depend on physical things like drugs. It's for a short time, isn't it? So for anybody who is taking drugs or taking legal highs, you would say, listen, forget that. Don't waste your money. Go and find God. I wouldn't say that straight away, yes, because they've got a problem, and you need to be able to understand what the problem is first. Do you get me? I like you. So You're it's a not positive a... person, aren't you? But it is. Well, how else would we you... go and hang out? Oh, no, go away. <laughs> go away. It was getting on well. <laughs> I want to know, sir, what gives you a lift? What gives you a boost? Football. <laughs> Football, really? Sport. Just participate. It doesn't happen anymore because of video games and that, you know, but... People need to get back on the playing field and play football. So when you go and play football, yeah. straight away, if you're feeling low, when you go onto that pitch, you're transformed. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best way of, of socialising as well for people our age because there's not much to do for like teenagers and young adults. But mm. football's a good way to get into it. Okay, and just lastly, uh, the killer question: Which football team do you support? Luton Town. What a high that is going to Kenilworth Road. Used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Pat, what gives you an instant lift, an instant buzz, and it's legal? See my grandchildren. They always cheer me up, make me laugh. How many have you got? Two. And how old are they? One's five and one's eight. Keeping you busy then, I presume? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas time, just describe how special that is for you as a grandparent. Oh, it makes Christmas totally different. It's, it's something to look forward to rather than just adults. Mm. If you've got children, children make Christmas. And before you had grandchildren, I'm sure it was in your mind what it may feel like to be a grandparent. When that day actually came, describe what it was like when you actually became a grandparent. It was uh, dramatic, really, because I was actually there when the second grandchild was born. Mm. And my daughter was obviously screaming and grabbing onto me, but the moment that she came, it was fantastic. Did you cry? Yes. (laughs) Well, there you go. Lots of uh, different stories there, definitely. Well, you know, three different stories. God, Luton Town and Grandchildren. I don't think you can get uh, more variety than that, but I think, you know, nine times out of ten. I think when it comes to, to feeling good, having a, a legal high, you certainly wouldn't find me on Milton Keynes Market, put it that way. She just had a message on Facebook from Maggie Hansen. Twenty minutes ago she posted this. I just had to switch off the show, Ian. Devil's Advocate is one thing. Continually and deliberately ignoring or misunderstanding a listener's point of view for that long was downright annoying and i don't just switch on well i'm looking at my list of what's happened that 20 minutes ago that was um albert the the uh, meat packer who's losing his job i don't mm. get what i don't get what that what she's going on about Do you know what? i'm gonna be nice to you right now i'm gonna yes. be nice to you for once thank Ian, you mate. you are misunderstood aren't i just you, no you are seriously i yeah. think you are I think you know yeah. on your program you often take people's cases very very seriously yeah. and some people for whatever reason they just misunderstand you don't, don't they just and, and so uh, can i push that further i'd say some people take advantage of me let's not go too far hey okay steady on mm-hmm. uh we've been talking we've been talking about toilets as well this morning justin yeah. we, we give you all the glamorous jobs yes absolutely uh today oh look the, the jokes have come out on facebook mm. 
Uh, Justin Dealey, the number two presenter. <coughs> yep. Um, there's another one here. Justin uh, gets all the big jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Drake says those toilets that you talked about, the uh, Ashton Square public toilets, they've saved him many times. Have they? Well, <laughs> describe, I'm looking at a picture of these toilets. They look nice, but what, yeah. what was so magical about them that made them win a platinum award? Well, I don't know. You know the, uh, the, the Lure of the Year Award, 2013, they are judged on what? Signage, and the signs were pretty good. Yep. The maintenance, we spoke to Gary. He looks after them. He's in there all the time. The fixtures and the fittings, they were all there. They worked. The cleanliness, it was clean. It didn't smell. The security, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, but the management, again, people were there. So if they're judged on, on those, things they did pretty well and i think you know whenever i go into a public toilet um they're not particularly nice are they they do smell they're pretty grotty a lot of them are closed down yeah. uh, that in my view my view not the bbc's was a very clean toilet uh, now you um of course you go to a lot of clubs you're you're a young guy you like to yeah, go and hang out yeah what i don't like about clubs well one of the many many hundreds of things i don't like about clubs and posh swanky bars is when you go to the toilet and it's the thing you walk into the toilet and you see a little gentleman Hmm. sat on a stool by the yeah. sink you think oh for goodness sakes <laughs> so you have to do your business in yep. front of him i'm always worried he's going to come and lend a hand yep. and then you walk over to the 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 sink and he starts turning the tap on for you oh, I don't so that, and then he gets the soap for you mm. and then he hands you a paper towel mm. and then he expects you to pay him for the privilege of that well, somebody said to me only last weekend actually uh, and they put some soap in my hand which was very very nice i could have pressed the button but he put it into my hand yep. and then he said that'll be a pound whoa. i said well what i said is that voluntary well, well yes i said well i'm not going to pay a pound then i said thank you very much i might be back a bit later on if i'm in that toilet and for whatever reason you you know, it's been a, a long evening, and the aftershave that I put on five hours ago has worn off. Yep. I might fancy a little spray, yep. and yes, I'll pay for that, but I'm not going to pay a pound for washing my hands. I have been using the toilets on my own since I was 16 years old. Mm. I know pretty much what to do in there. Yeah. I do that thing, though, that you, you just said you do. I always say, oh, yeah, got no change. I'll yeah. be coming back in a little bit. Yes. I'll, I'll be coming back. I'm not going to go back in there. I avoid it like the plague. But, they, ah, but then, here's the big thing, okay, because then if you need the toilet, then what? Because you've got to go back in there. A bucket. A bucket? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then you're going to be arrested. Catherine, do you get those things in ladies... Those things? Do you get those people in ladies' yes. toilets? Really? Mm-hmm. What? At what point do things get so bad that you think the only job I can do is being a, a, a toilet attendant? When you're working with you. So I'm talking to Catherine. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's a job. It's an honest living, I guess. Yeah. I don't know... <sighs> why you need lollies and I, I don't I don't know what the lollies are for no, that's always puzzled me I don't want to suck on anything when I'm in the toilet a lolly why would you give, give me a lolly Justin <laughs> I it can't be hygienic do, let's do this one weekend let's go and speak to one of these people and find out why they are doing let's that do job but, but also how much are these people getting paid I mean it was my understanding a few years ago that in actual fact they don't get paid hardly anything but what, what they do get paid is, is the tips that's why they're asking for you to pay a pound for oh. you to wash your hands I could be wrong I would I imagine wrong. that was the case or are they taking advantage of drunk people who well, doesn't who <laughs> dearie, it's, it's taken a very dark turn hasn't it at the end of the show can only apologize uh listen i've, I've been jotting down what's going to go in the podcast this week quite a bit from today's show there's been some some humdingers uh, in this show if you want to go and download the podcast do go to the uh, uh, bbc three counties website and there is a little podcast link there that you can click
on or if you're on itunes go to uh, itunes and uh, ian lee bbc if you type that in it'll pop up a new one comes out every friday it's about 45 between 45 minutes and an hour long that's it that's your lot jvs is up next until six o'clock tomorrow from me ta-ta local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio thank you ian